gentlemen, welcome to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's cracking? All good, on all good. Back, uh, back in full health this week. A uh, bit of illness last week. Managed to stay off the COVID reserve list, but uh, I was pretty ill. So uh, good to be back in full health. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear you back, uh, back in full action. Of course, we missed last week's podcast due to the illness, but in the meantime, a lot was going on in both the NFL and the Ball State Dynasty Fantasy Football League. The playoff semifinals and finals have come and gone. The fantasy season has come to an end in spectacular fashion. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah. oh, super. Um, you know, highs and lows for everybody here. Um, a lot of action went on, a uh, lot to discuss. Uh, it's going to be great. There sure is. So let's get straight into the news. <laughs> you with some knowledge yeah so two weeks have passed since we last spoke to everybody and a lot has happened in the nfl the playoff picture is coming into focus yet there's still a lot to play for for all teams jockeying for position looking over first at the afc conference there is a real tussle for that first uh, slot and that home field advantage it is between currently the Tennessee Titans 11 and 5 and the Kansas City Chiefs also 11 and 5 noteworthy for the Titans Derrick Henry apparently coming back to practice this week could be in position for a playoff run for the Titans which would be badly and sorely needed for them yeah, uh, it's going to be real interesting uh, going into the last weekend of the season. As you said, that first uh, slot uh, home field advantage and the, the buy of the wild card uh, still up for grabs there. Um, you know what I mean? It seemed like the Chiefs get it. They get bad weather in the winter. Could be a difficult place to go for anyone. Um, but yeah, definitely big news for the Titans. Whether they get the home field advantage or not, it's huge for them that Derrick Henry is going to be back for, for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And uh, an interesting stat I heard during the week that the Tennessee Titans have played 88 different players this season and currently have more than 40 players on the COVID or IR uh, slots. That's just insane. Yeah, crazy. Uh, just really goes to show uh, the coaching staff there, Mike Vrabel, doing an outstanding job, really. Um, brilliant stuff. He sure is. Elsewhere. Division titles were also handed out to the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time since 2015. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase putting on a show last weekend. And, uh, yeah, the Bengals have taken a really tough division. Yeah, um, super up for, um, it was super up for grabs there for uh, a lot of this year. Um, the Browns have been awful. And the Bengals have played well. Burrow's been playing uh, real well the last couple of weeks in particular. He's been slinging. He sure has. And the AFC East, not yet decided. Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots tied at the top 10 and 6. Both beat each other in their home uh, 
in their home on the road uh, in their home cities. Uh, and this one it comes down to the final weekend. If the Bills win, they take the division. If they lose and the Pats win, they take the division and a home round tie in the playoffs. But both teams already confirmed in the playoffs. Just a matter of where they end up. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, not really probably what most people predicted at the start of the year. Um, you know, definitely with the rookie QB in, in uh, New England, Mac Jones, he's been pretty solid. I mean, he's been steady as you go. And the Bills have definitely been up and down. But uh, super interesting now to see who uh, can take the division. Indeed. Uh, in that division also, the Dolphins, of course, went on a seven-game win streak before finally succumbing to the Tennessee Titans, and they are out of the playoffs. But in the hunt for the final two spots are the Indianapolis Colts on 9-7, and seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers 8-7-1, and one, and nicely poised the LA Chargers and Las Vegas Raiders, both 9-7 and seven in the AFC West, playing each other in the final weekend. Winning you're in. Yeah, winning you're in. I mean, what more could you ask for? Ask any team at the start of the year, coming down to the last week of the season, winning you're in game, would you take it? Every team has taken it. Indeed. The AFC looks very strong looking across the line. The Dolphins being 8-8 eight and eight are currently at 500. Only five teams are below 500. Two of them are on 7-9, and nine, the Broncos and Browns. The Texans a long way back on 4-12, and 12, as are the Jets. And, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-14. and 14, Another poor season and first overall pick coming their way. Yeah, it's definitely been a year of uh, ups and downs for a lot of teams. Um, you know, uh, pretty roller coastery, And it just goes to show um, the parity that is in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. Less parity in the NFC. We got teams at the top. Green Bay Packers with a league's best 13-3 record. They've sewn up the number one seed and home field advantage. Crucial teams having to go to Lambeau Field to get to the Super Bowl. Tough stuff. Yeah. Oh, big, big, uh, a big ask for any team really um, going to Lambeau in general, but definitely this time of year. The weather's going to be there. Uh, it's going to be hitting hard with the snow and all. And definitely a difficult place to go. Hard to uh, hard to see them not going to the Super Bowl at the moment. Yeah, indeed it is. Elsewhere, the Dallas Cowboys have won the NFC East 11-5 record. Two games clear of the Philadelphia Eagles on 9-7, and seven, who also tied up a playoff berth last weekend with a win. Yeah, the... Dallas are they're a hard one to pin down. Like I mean, when you watch them play, they don't look like an eleven and five team. You know what I mean? They like stumble to wins and but like they just have such explosive players then as well. Like you can just never count them out. It, they're just an odd one. They're an odd ball team, I think. Indeed they are. The champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers sewing up the NFC South a couple of weeks ago, now twelve and four, looking strong as ever albeit having injury problems as well as retirement problems over this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? Oh, this guy's a nuisance. But I, I was reading today, actually, the reports came out that they caught him, but they didn't. Um, They still have the rights to him. He didn't go on to waivers or anything like that. So 
He's yeah, still we're talking a member of their team. We're talking about Antonio Brown. I think they. Uh, I I think the news is is that they're not going to officially cut him until the off season, in case anyone should pick him up off waiver. Yeah, they wouldn't want um, any of their rivals picking him up, I suppose. But uh, look, yeah, they've been looking good uh, despite. Uh, They've had a lot of injury problems, not the time of year you want to be getting them, but look, can you ever count Tom Brady out? I mean, he's been doing it so long now, and it's his it's his end of the season that he likes to get things done, so uh, you know, it's hard to know. Absolutely. Elsewhere in the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints are 8-8, eight and eight, still in the hunt, an outside chance they need to win and have other results go their way this weekend, but poor showings then, uh, the Falcons 7-9. and nine. Uh, and the Panthers, a disappointing season for them, 5-11. and 11. In the NFC North, of course, we talked about the Packers way ahead, way ahead, six games clear of the Minnesota Vikings, who just fell short of their playoff run, 7-9. and nine. Chicago Bears, a game back, 6-10. and 10. The Lions stacking uh, all the uh, NFC on top of their shoulders, 2-13-1. Terrible stuff. Yeah, but look, I mean, this has been, you know, the story of the NFC North for, for many years now, for the most part. Um, definitely uh, no, neither the Bears, Lions, or uh, Vikings have really been able to uh, get anything going and put it up to the Packers. They've had a, a pretty easy time of it in the division. So, similar to kind of, you know, Brady made a lot of hay uh, with uh, New England there for years in, in a pretty poor division. But it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, outside of this year, uh, what happens with Aaron Rodgers if he moves on, or you know that could blow this division wide open. Indeed, it could. But the NFC West is the toughest division of football yet again. At the top, the LA Rams twelve and four, followed by the Arizona Cardinals eleven and five, both confirmed in the playoffs, but uh, the divisional champion not yet decided. Further back are the San Francisco 49ers, 9-7 in the playoffs, but need to beat the Rams to be sure of a playoff spot. That's going to be no easy feat. And this division is so tough that the Seattle Seahawks are at the bottom at 6-10. Yeah, well, look, starting with the Seahawks there, they've obviously had their injury problems, but uh, they've been a pretty poor team uh, all around, I feel like, this year. Um, Ross hasn't looked the same since he came back uh, after his finger injury. Probably came back too quickly. Um, they just haven't been the uh, you know high-powered offense that we we thought they might be, uh, high-flying at least. Uh, the Niners look, they've been uh, going about their business quietly, and you know they, the run game, the schemes they have um, have been super impressive at times. Um, definitely have been pushed around at other times. I mean, it's kind of hard to know some weeks uh, what kind of Niners team you're going to get. But uh, right there in the mix, and, um, you know, the Rams and Cardinals, two high-powered offenses, difficult for anyone uh, in the playoffs. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Niners can uh, get it done. Win and you're in. That's it. Win and you're in because the Saints play the Falcons and uh, it's the Niners or the Saints for that final spot. Yeah, some other news. We talked, obviously, about Antonio Brown there shortly, who uh, uh, multiple reports he basically stripped on the sideline and took off uh, during the third quarter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, a long-time fantasy football 
number one overall pick in years gone by. Uh, sad way to see one of the fantasy football greats go out uh, as his uh, career probably comes to an end. Yeah, um, straight. It's you know it's been strange with him. Um, you know a little bit uh, on and off here for the last number of years. Um, it's been well documented that when he was with the Steelers, there was a lot of uh, things going on in the background that you know weren't leaked out and they kept really in house. And since he's left there, he's had all sorts of issues on and off the field, and something doesn't seem right with him. Um, sad. It's kind of sad watching uh, you know the scenes of the other day because um, he was such a talent, you know what I mean? He's so good when he's playing, you know, when he's on the boil or whatever. Um, yeah, and it's you don't want to see anyone um, going out like that. or But it's hard to see another team picking him up now. I mean, this surely is the last straw. I mean, if Brady can't keep him contained, who can? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Sad to see. All right. Uh, other news? The Washington football team on the verge of announcing their new brand, their new team name, new team jerseys, etc., etc., all going to fall on the 2nd of February 2022. Eagerly awaited by some, but a lot of people have got used to calling them the, the Washington football team. Yeah, I kind of don't want them to change it. Uh, definitely in the last run... Their last running, they had it, I think it was down to eight names. Washington football team was still in the running, so it could stay the way it is, but uh, with them hyping it up and, and such like that, it seems like it there will be some sort of change there, but we'll just have to get used to it again, I suppose. Indeed we will. And finally, as we usually end the news on uh, an injury update note, we're going to give you some good injury update note this week. And that comes in the form of L.A. Rams running back Cam Akers, who tore his Achilles just five months ago, has been reactivated to the active roster and apparently in line to play against the 49ers in the final game of the regular season. This is just an unbelievable story. Yeah, uh, mad to think you could be back and, and ready to play after such a short time, especially with that injury and at that position. Um you know, there's been a bit of a history of running backs not able to come back and be as, you know, even as half as productive as they were previous to the injury. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Now, he's um, they've been touting him that he'll play this weekend. I'm super interested to see if he does or not. Um, definitely reactivating him was uh, part of part of his contract. If you're active for at least three games in a season, it you get your pension bonuses. So a uh, pretty classy move for them to activate him when they did to let him get his pension bonuses this year. But uh, I'll be super interested to see if he actually does play, if he's fit enough. Indeed, but certainly looks like he could be uh, back in the frame for 2022. Alrighty, let's have a look at how the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League finished up. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! And so, as we said, the 2021 Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football season reached its climax with the Week 16 semifinals and Week 17 finals. Semifinal number one, fighting for the championship top seeds. I got this, I really do, took on fifth seeds 
the mediocre football team. In what was expected to be a high-scoring shootout, it turned into a low-scoring burn burner. I got this came out of the traps on Thursday night as Debo Samuel went off once again this season to the tune of 26.1 points. But this would be the highest score of the matchup as the weekend progressed. Aaron Rodgers narrowly missed out on 20 points. Jones and Renfro got into the teens while Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would gain just 10.1 points. Unfortunately for I got this, these were the highlights. Thielen, Big Ben, Folk and the Raiders D would all fail to reach double figures. And things would be topped off by a goose egg from Parker and a no-show from Travis Kelsey. The team's season's worst scoring week of 105.84 points coming at the worst possible time. Mediocre football team had a real chance of an upset. Jalen Waddle reached over 25. Herbert came close to 20, but only Metcalf, Kirk and Myers would also reach double digits. And none of these guys would even hit 13. Kamara, Dillon, Henry, Big Mac, McManus and the Cardinals defense would all fail to reach double figures. But it would still be enough. 116.44 points secures an unlikely win at the semi-final stage for the mediocre football team. And they advanced to the inaugural final. I got this, I really do, top the league with 11 wins and only 3 losses in an impressive regular season run. However, playing the wrong kicker at the wrong time means that they lose the last game of their season, which never brings with it a championship victory. <laughs> the kicker... <laughs> Oh, the kicker let them down. Kickers are people too, huh? Yeah, uh, definitely a slugfest here. Um, Adam has had a, you know, he was up and down. We He was on a roller coaster to start the season and made a huge run towards the end of the year there. Got himself in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, he scraped a nice win in a game where a lot of studs uh, letting everybody down. Both, both sides of the ball here uh, had a lot of studs missing or letting down and... Strange old game, but um, Adam does well to pick up the uh, pick up the win here. Ross definitely going to be a uh, pretty sour over over the defeat after such a dominating season he's had. Um, he's definitely going to be uh, a little uh, put out, I think. Indeed, he will. Well, semi-final two saw second seeds Kenneth Killers take on fourth seed That's So Ravens as a battle of division winners ensued. This one also had all the markings of a high-scoring shootout. But in the end, it turned into a blowout. Kenneth Killer saw George Kittle rampage through teams over the previous three weeks. But this week, he put up a stinker of just 4.1 points on Thursday night. Not an ideal start. But that would easily be the lowest points of the weekend for the Killers. No one else ended up in single digits. It's Justin Jackson hit 33.2. And T. Higgins topped out at 43.4. 
While no one else would hit 20, all other players were safely in double digits. And a huge score put up once again, this time to the tune of 194.8 points. That's so Ravens had no answer. The season-long domination of his Stafford and Cup stack would provide just shy of 30 points between them as Stafford failed to fire. Robinson just got one point before succumbing to injury while Pollard, Knotts and Prater would all see low returns. Andrews and the Cowboys D would each claim over 25 points but it would be far from enough as Kenneth Killers secure an almost 60 point margin of victory and take the favourites tag into the final against his divisional foes. That's so Ravens end their first season with 10 wins and 4 losses in the regular season. Looking very strong from the off, the pressure of the looming playoffs in the late season saw them begin to wobble, with the wheels eventually coming off at the semi-final stage. Yeah, oh, um, this one was a real interesting game. Uh, looked early doors, those early games between Christmas and uh, the Thursday night game. And it looked definitely leaning in Stephen's favour for uh, until we got to Sunday. Um, you know, Kieran, huge letdown from Kittle. Uh, never nice. I mean, that's kind of, we all know that there's a couple of tight ends in the league that if you have those, gives you a, a bit of an advantage in every game. But, uh. We got to Sunday then and, um, you know, Kenneth Killers took off uh, and they essentially just left Stephen in the dust here. Um, pretty uh, a big win. Um, Stephen's definitely going to be uh, disappointed. He had a lovely season, 10-4, and four, but look, we've spoke about Kieran several times, especially uh, recently. Uh, he's been putting up some huge scores and he rolled on here again. Yeah, I spent Christmas with Kieran and... Uh yeah, he was. Uh, he wasn't happy. Uh, come Stevens's morning, but uh, come Stevens's night, he was very happy, as you said. He just uh, steamrolled him in a finish after a sluggish start. But uh, yeah, that's it. And so to week seventeen and the twenty twenty one Ball Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football Championship Final, Kenneth Killers versus mediocre football team. Kenneth Killers were hitting between 190 and 210 points over the last three matchups, along with a 2-0 regular season domination over their rivals. They entered the contest highly favored to take home the ring. Rashad Penny rushed for 32.5 points. Tom Brady hit 27.4 points, and Jonathan Taylor. 18.4 points to set them on their way Sunday night. Free agent pickup Ogumbawale and Justin Jefferson would each chip in with 14.8 and 11.8 respectively. However, they would see some letdowns. George Kittle would again fail to fire in the playoffs, earning just 4.5 points. T. Higgins would fall short of 10. DeAndre Swift falls short of six, while QB Tua Tunga Vailoa would register just 2.3 points in a blowout loss to the Titans. An uncharacteristic 135.8 points total scored for the Killers in the final. 
not the scoring they would have hoped as they got into build-up. Mediocre football team response, and indeed their revenge, would be emphatic. While Henry, Waddle, and McManus would fail to hit 10 points each, it would matter little. Herbert, Kirk, and the Rams' D would hit the teens. Eckler, Kamara, Myers, and Big Mac would hit the 20s. While DK Metcalf would awake from what seemed like a season-long slumber to score 30.9 points. All in all, 185.66 points and just shy of a 50-point margin of victory. The 2021 Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Champions, Adam Kendellen and the Mediocre Football Team. Nine wins and five losses in the regular season, but a 3-0 playoff record sees them take home the ring and the bonus cash. Kenneth Killers in the inaugural season with 10 wins and four losses in the regular season. A one win, one loss playoff record. And he'll look to go one step further in 2022. Oh, 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 oh. Mr. Kenneth's going to be displeased. Very displeased. Oh, I say he was... Pretty confident coming in this week and uh, fall at the last hurdle. Revenge for Adam. I mean, it's that's this is fancy football. It's great. Um, on a personal side, it was mentioned definitely early in the season. Came up a couple of times. Not not so recently, but it was mentioned that um, the suckiest bunch of sucks division were indeed. The worst division, and uh, the final sees you know two out of the division uh, in the final here. Uh, so I just want to say uh, well done to uh, Kieran and Adam for getting to the final. Um, it's been a it's been a great year. Uh, fair play to Adam. Uh, big win here to uh, see it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, look, as we said, Kieran was just a juggernaut those last few weeks, and. Uh, yeah, just got let down at the wrong time. Adam came strong in the final. Yeah, congratulations to Adam. Commiserations to Kieran. No doubt he's going to be back at it next year. Uh, but Adam, yeah, well done. What can you say? Started off yeah. uh, fairly sluggish and just it was just finding his feet. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for sure. Um, you know, a bit of roller coaster, a bit bumpy at the start, but uh, he came good and. You know, he's uh, he's whipped us all really here. Uh, he's done his, uh, done the best you can do. So uh, well done, unlucky Kieran. Um, but look, you've uh, both teams have uh, plenty to look forward to. Plenty of uh, young studs. Kieran in particular has some uh, some really nice players for the future. Indeed, indeed. Well, elsewhere at the top end of the playoffs, week sixteen saw fifth place playoff between uh, Dalvin and the Chipmunks and unnecessary roughness. A high-scoring game saw Dalvin and the Chipmunks take this one, 173.2 to 156.12. A QB double-down of Prescott and Burrow combined for 68.4 points for the Chipmunks, leading them to a fifth-place finish after an 8-6 regular season. 
Unnecessary Raptors also finished 8-6 on the season, but 0-2 in the playoffs. Got some work to do to get back in it. Week 17 also saw a third-place matchup between I Got This, I Really Do, and That's So Ravens. I Got This took the victory between these two in Week 11, which may have started the That's So Ravens wobble. No revenge was going to be had, however, as I Got This, I Really Do, Take the win once again by 155.04 to 141.42. I got this, I really do end the season third with that. So Ravens finishing up in fourth position. Yeah, uh, two good games. Uh, two, um, you know, higher scoring games. Uh, nice to see uh, everyone giving full effort in, uh, you know, sort of not entirely meaningless games, but, you know, outside of. The important ones. Indeed. With the championship out of the way, we turn our attention to the toilet bowl. The first semi-final. After missing out on the playoffs, Greensdale's human beings landed in the toilet bowl semi-finals thanks to a wild card loss to the Walking Dead. Here they took on I might have to trade and look to avoid a banana skin. Avoid it they did. In fact... They ate the banana skin and all. Only Booker, kicker, and defense would fail to reach 10 points, with the Saints' D lowest scoring with 7. Patterson, Johnson, Pitts, McLeod, and Tannehill would all hit the teens. Mahomes and St. Brown would hit the 20s, while Devontae Adams would dominate once more to the tune of 33.4 points, a huge total score of 180.98 points, would be totaled and would blow away the opposition. I might have to trade. Give no opposition at all. Michelle top scored at 20.5. Lamb, Freeman and Ryan would each reach double figures, but Ryan would be the top scorer with just 13.1 points. Although Kasiki, kicker and defense would fail to fire, it was the big names that hurt the most. Gronk got just 3.3 points. Tyreek Hill would get 3.9 Mike Evans would get a goose egg and a swing and a miss on Le'Veon Bell, who would inexplicably get two carries and register minus point one point. Woof. A season's worst score of 80.4 points. Greensdale's human beings take the win by just over 100 points and head to a ninth-place playoff. I might have to trade. Move on to the Toilet Bowl Championship Final. Yeesh. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a poor out in the park here. Uh, not the first time this year we've said it, to be fair. But, uh, you know, this one was, uh, you know, pretty bad. And the big score Green put up uh, made it uh, look all the worse. Um, park took a few uh, swings, missed. Big names letting him down. CD Lamb got the start. <laughs> it was all sorts going on here for Park this week, but uh, look, we spoke about Green over the course of the season. He's uh, he's had some really good weeks and uh, some really down weeks. Um, you know, he's he's had been hit by some injuries and been a bit unlucky in a sense. But uh, he's made some trades, and it'll be interesting to see what he does now in the off season. Indeed, toilet bowl semi two. So QB Antivax, who also just missed out on a playoff berth, 
Lose to arch rivals kicking the squibs in the play in the wildcard round. They head to the semi-final to meet the league's bottom side, the injured reserve. They'd see Joe Mixon come to the fore with 31 and a half points. Cousins, Dallas, Hilton and Wentz would also chip in with scoring in the teens. But they'd also see letdown weeks from big names like Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin, Noah Fant. It all failed to reach double digits. Their week would be topped off by a goose egg from Cardinals' third-choice running back, Eno Benjamin. All while Cardinals' first-choice running back, Chase Edmonds, rode the pines with 26.7 points. Yuck. That mistake would prove to be a fatal one. Into reserve would only have Goddard, Galladay and Carr fail to reach 10 points. A.J. Brown, top scorer with 31.5, while all other positions were to double figures. Into reserve, take a 19-point win, avoid a likely Tyler Ball final appearance, and position themselves nicely for an upcoming offseason with lots of cap room. And lots of draft picks. QB anti-vax. Head to an unlikely toilet bowl appearance. Yeah. Um, and I got in touch with uh, with the podcast this week with a, a special message. He wanted to do a shout out uh, Mr. Ben Alexander and say a huge thank you to him ending his seven week losing streak uh, this weekend and he hadn't won a game, Aina hadn't won a game since week 8, where he also beat Ben. On, only for Ben, Aina could have gone winless since week 4. So, big thank you from Aina to Ben. Loves it. Yeah, you get in touch with the podcast, we will read them out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I like stats like that. But uh, yeah, look... Um, you know, Ada's done well here. Another down week for Ben. He's, uh, you know, we spoke uh, in previous weeks about his lack of clutch. Uh, it's coming down to the business end of the season. And he just hasn't been able to get a W. Find himself in a toilet ball game. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Zero clutch. Well done, Ada. Zero clutch. A lot of flush. As we headed to week 17 which brought with it the 2021 Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Toilet Bowl Final. QB Antivex versus I Might Have to Trade. I Might Have to Trade have had a tough season, full of indecision and losses. So many losses. But they threw haymakers out the gate in this one in one last-ditch attempt for salvation. Evans, Hill and Gronk missing in the semifinals. All came up with double-figured scoring in the final. Mayfield, Michelle, Tucker and the Pats D also supplied double-digit efforts to propel I might have to trade to 137.5-point week, one of their best in the past number of weeks. QB Antivax also had responses from semi-final no-shows as Fant reached 21.2 and McLaren 13.1. Mixon, Wentz, Harris, Hilton and Edmonds would also help themselves to double-figure weekends. But the Colts D for 7, kicker Zerline for 1, and another playoff no-show from Hollywood Brown would lead them to just 118.72 points. 
I might have to trade. Finish the season avoiding the toilet bowl after a three-win, 11-loss regular season. A lot of changes needed in the offseason to get into the playoff contention. Ben Alexander and QB Anti-Vax are the 2021 Balls Deep Dynasty Toilet Bowl winners. Ooh, you suck. After a six-win, eight-loss regular season, just missing out on the playoffs in the final couple of weeks, an 0-3 Toilet Bowl record means a suitable trophy will soon be yours. And I would be remiss not to note that Ben called his team anti-vax, yet complained about COVID-19 leading to his demise. <laughs> this is a toilet bowl full of irony, my friend. Irony and shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, bad, bad, bad. It's it's happened. You've done it. You have done it. You have cruised into the toilet bowl and absolutely, oh my God, shit the bed here altogether. You've just spent the last two weeks losing to the two worst teams in the league. Before that, losing to me. I mean, none of this is good news, Ben. <laughs> it's that. Uh... <laughs> well done, Parik. I'm fucking delighted you won. <laughs> Parik coming up clutch. Coming up clutch, Parik. Love it. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It was a turn up, all right. And uh, as you said, yeah, look, he's lost to you, his rival. And then, yeah, back to back weeks losing to the two bottom sides. That's tough. It's bad. It's bad. Um, you know what can be said? What can be said? Deserves every bit of it. Um, <laughs> after that, <laughs> especially the last couple of weeks, uh, the performance. Don't mean he was on the brink of, you know, getting in the playoffs. Only, you know, with three weeks left in the season. But uh, you know, double loss to me. Oh, it's, it's probably not sitting well in his stomach. <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> Swirling around with Christmas dinner. Well, to round up the toilet bowl section of the league, a seventh place playoff was between the Walking Dead and Kicking the Squibs. A close game was eventually won by the Walking Dead, 158.16 to 150.5. Bears running back David Montgomery was both a joy and a pain for the Squibs as he led the way for the Walking Dead in this one. Elsewhere, ninth place playoff was between green sales human beings and injured reserve. High scoring on both sides in this one relative to their recent exploits. Green sales human beings though came out with comfortable winners. 193.36 to 151.24. Devontae Adams again hitting into the 30s while Amon St. Brown exploded for 35.4 points as part of the Greensdale's victory. Greensdale's finished ninth, into reserve 10th. Yeah, look, again, uh, nice to see uh, everyone uh, giving it all uh, in these, uh, you know, less important games. Um, look, it always hurts when you lose to Keane. Um, 
especially seeing uh, my man David Mon- uh, Dave Montgomery doing the business for the Bears, you know, putting the dagger in my back at the same time. Um, but yeah, look, nice win for Keane, nice win for Green, and uh, rounds up the standings for the year. Indeed, indeed it does. So, with all the action to put to bed, let's look at the road ahead. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. We head into the Dynasty offseason, which is, of course, different to redraft offseason. Still all is open. Free agency, however, is closed. But trades are now open again, and guys are free to trade amongst themselves. I will soon upload... All the relevant contract information for your teams, but those decisions won't be made until July. We'll, of course, have the uh, rookie draft in May. But we'll have another podcast coming for you in the next couple of weeks, looking back at the season that's just gone by and looking ahead in more detail to what's going to happen in the offseason. Yeah, um, plenty going to be going on for the offseason. Um as you said, we'll be uh, going into more detail into it in the future. But, uh, you know, get your thinking caps on, lads. Um, July's going to roll around pretty quick. And you want to be knowing what you're, what you're thinking. Indeed. Indeed. But as I said, we are, of course, myself and Owen, both open to any questions and queries, clarifications about the rules uh, and about everything that's going to happen. But as I said, we'll have some in-depth podcasts uh uh, over the off season, and uh, we'll get down into the nitty gritty before those big deadlines come across. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, you know, start doing your research for uh, the rookies as well. Um, you know, there's still uh, a couple of months to the, to our rookie draft, but uh, in the build up to uh, you know, the actual NFL draft in in April and all that, the more uh, the more research you do now, you might find those uh, diamonds in the rough when it comes to drafting your own rookies. Indeed, indeed. Okay, let's have a look at how the if you're first, if you're not first, you're last redraft league shook out. If you ain't first, you're last. Week 16 of the if you're not first, you're last redraft league saw so, the Kenneth Killers take on staffs the way you like it in semi-final one. This one was a hugely high-scoring match. Kenneth Killers winning at 217.66 to 208.74. Some huge scoring. Justin Jackson, Devontae Adams, both in the 30s. Lots of other guys in the 20s for the Killers. And uh, the Killers head to their second final of two leagues. Yeah, uh, huge scoring game. Um, Big win for uh, Kieran here. Yeah, big win in a really high-scoring matchup. Less so in the other semi-final. A huge score put up by Green Sales Human Beings, 224.46, as they hammered the fantasy football team by 78 points. 146.88 for the fantasy football team. Could not live with 
the highest scoring green cells human beings, Josh Allen over 30, Joe Burrow at 38, and T. Higgins at 43 points, leading them to a huge victory. Yeah, just couldn't hang here at all. Um, Keen couldn't. Uh, green, huge score again. Um, he's been a, a pretty uh, unstoppable juggernaut at times this year, and same with Kieran, and it's, you know, the two two of the better teams definitely in the league over the course of the season uh, getting to the final. You know, you like to see that kind of stuff. You do, and you like to see the final. A massive, highest scoring game of the year with the highest scorers in the year. And this one came down to the wire. Michael Green and Mr. Meeksix and the Destroyers take the victory. 225.24. Over Kenneth Killers at 222.5. So close. Less than three points. Yeah, both guys game to play and oh, put up huge scoring here. And, uh, you know, Green ekes it out. Kieran, you know, losing is the second final. Definitely going to be uh, sour grapes. Yeah, tough weekend in both finals. Feeling confident. Unlucky not to win at least one. Elsewhere, fifth place playoff in week 16 was a positive weekend for Ben. And he's my ball, Zach Ertz, who took out my unnecessary roughness, 153, and changed to 117 and a half. Uh, nice win for Ben. He finishes fifth. Third place playoff in week 17, so staffs the way you like it. Lose out to the fantasy football team. Fancy football team blowing them out. One almost 170 to 117. Big win for Keane. He he takes third place. Can't help but notice a bit of a pattern here across both leagues, Alan. You're not very good in the playoffs. <laughs> that is true. I'm 0 and 4. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> It is on, but it's good to be in the playoffs, my friend. As you ended up in the toilet bowl of this league in week 16 and eked out a victory by 0.86 points. Taking out Andrew and Dak to the future, 142.96 to 142.1. By the skin of your squibs. Yeah, one might say I came up big in the clutch, Alan, and pulled out the W. <laughs> <laughs> but but poor old Andrew lost the final by 0.86 points. Lost the semi-final by 0.62 to Adam. That's just that's just bad yeah, luck. That that is that's pretty bad luck to be fair. Um, going down by such marginal scores. Uh, Definitely got to feel a bit hard done by, but uh, look, I didn't uh, pick up the toilet ball, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, the seventh place playoff was a, was uh, Adam and his hot chub time machine, who finished the season at the bottom of the table, 3-11, and 11, but as I say, eked out that semi-final victory. Clobbers in as Dalton and the Chipmunks, 117.82 to 90 points. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, 
a bad uh, a bad year, I suppose, for Aina too, finding himself in the doldrums of both leagues. Yeah, for sure. But uh, look, uh, brighter uh, horizons are uh, are there for Aina, definitely in the in the dynasty side of things, uh, building for the future, and you know, it could be a bright future for him. Well, look, we're at the point of the season now. It's the off season, and that's when all of us need to build for the future. As I said, contract information will be uh, will be available shortly, and uh, yeah. You've got to uh, move and shake. Try and make some trades, maybe. Decide who you're going to keep, who you're going to drop. And look forward to a rookie draft and a veteran auction draft next August when you can reshape your team as best you can. Yeah, um, the reshaping you know, starts now. Um, you can uh, trade, drop, all sorts. Um, you know, you want to start looking to the future now. Um, not just that when the draft comes around or when you have to lock in your lineups or the rookie draft. Uh, a lot could happen between now and any of those things, so uh, don't get left behind the eight ball. Absolutely. There's no downtime in Dynasty. It's open all year round. And, uh, yeah, yeah, much different to the redraft that uh, that probably most of us are used to. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to an off-season. And, look, just want to thank everybody as being part of this league for the last 12 months or the last uh, four or five months, I suppose. Uh, it's been really exciting. There's been so much engagement. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone else who's listened to the podcast to this point. We hope you're enjoying it. And uh, as we said, hit us up with any comments, criticisms, suggestions you got. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep churning them out through the offseason, as we said. Yeah, um, and a thank you for myself as well. It's been a it's been a great season, uh, a lot of fun, um, a lot of crack. Uh, everyone's uh, been given hundred percent effort. It's uh, it's been great, um, a lot of fun, and you know now that we've uh, come to the end uh, uh, of the season, um, I would like to on air, formally, bury the hatchet with Ben. Well done, Ben. Um, you won the toilet bowl. This is the end for us. <laughs> I will have a a new a new target next year who will, you know, um, continue on the tradition of winning the toilet bowl. Um, but it's been a good year, Ben. It's been a good year. Lots of laughs, lots of up and downs for both of us. Uh, it's been a lot of crack. Thank you. <laughs> so new target in the offing, and you could be uh, you could be landed with the toilet bowl. Yeah, like fighting, it could become words. it could become a trend. It could become a trend. It could. It could. Well guys, thank you very much. As I said, we'll be back in the next week or two uh to look in depth at what's gonna happen in the off season. Uh thanks again for listening. Congratulations to Adam on winning the Ball Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Congratulations to Michael for winning the If You're Not First Your Last Redraft League. Both leagues back and raring to go in 2022 so thank you very much we'll talk to you soon bye